Welcome to our special edition Star Wars episode where we play with tin candles instead of the regular Star Wars D6. I am Mr. RPG Hour. I am your force guide. I am Dyer. Pronouns are he, him. I play Tikrit, a burpine slicer. Pronouns also he, him. Um, I'm Alan. Pronouns he, him. I play Olin. Pronouns also he, him. I am Josh, uh, a.k.a. Valor. He, him. I play Ravrenir, who is she, her. I'm Cliff. Uh, pronouns he, him. I play Cole Vaster. Uh, pronouns also he, him. Hi, um, I'm Sin. Pronouns are he, him. I play a um, fluffy, floating, force-sensitive oomph, whose name I cannot remember, but whose pronouns are he, him. Ferenz. Ferenz. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just like, wait, what is it? Um, I would like you to know I have not had anywhere near the amount of coffee I should have today. <laughs> Hi, my name is Jules, and I play Fennec, who is a Weequay Jedi. Uh, both of our pronouns are she, her. Normally, with Tin Candles, you kind of get an idea of what the world is, and you kind of create a new character based on that. We're using your regular Star Wars characters to do this, um, but because of the nature of the game, uh, the character creation is going to be a little bit different to reimagine your characters. So the first thing that we're going to do is uh, we're going to go with traits, and we're going to start with the virtue trait. Uh, so what's going to happen um, is you're each going to come up with a trait for the person um, on your relative right. And uh, the, the order that I just gave y'all is that order. Um, so Dyer is going to give, and this one's going to be a little difficult, uh, uh, so you can go over Alan with go over Alan with some things, but based on what you know of this other person's character, you're going to describe a virtue that you see of that character. So Dyer's going to describe Alan. Alan's going to describe Rarnir. Rarnir is going to describe Cliff's character. Uh, Cliff is going to do a virtue for Sin. Sin's going to do a virtue for Jules, and Jules is going to do a virtue for Dyer. I'm just going to assume Alan's character's virtue is super stealthy, except. I've never seen them before. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> is that is, so? We're doing so. These traits we're making, we're making for someone else. Yes, correct. And I'm making, and I'm making a trait for who? Jules. Uh, so, her Jedi. And do you want us to write that down on one of the cards, or what? no? Uh, you're going to write down what somebody else gives you. They'll write so. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you'll write down the trait that somebody gives you on a card. You can send those in private chat, you can say them out loud, or you can uh, put them in the general chat. You should private Uh, chat because I'm going to voice dominate here because I need to know about Alan's character. (laughs) (laughs) Do anything. What were you going to say though, uh, Sim? I was going to say I'll probably put that in a private chat too. (laughs) All right, Alan, tell me and everyone else a little bit about this character of yours. (laughs) So since I was supposed to play a long time ago, but I never did. Um, his name is Olin Aguindole. He's a human thief. He's like 30 years old or so. Um, so was red sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm sneak is my highest stat. And so is pickpocket. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let me find my 
background. Uh, Alan, for you, what you need to know about Ra Rainier is uh, uh, she is the Wookiee den mother of this motley crew. And uh, she is technical. And then sometimes she gets angry and like attacks things. With a big axe. So I just realized something. <laughs> um, Alan is sort of like Han Solo. And Raronir is sort of like uh, Chewbacca. <laughs> That's great. There you go. I just DM'd you, Alan, your trait so that we can keep it all secret. Cliff, I just whispered yours to you. All right, right on. <laughs> I have received no traits yet. It's a coming. As an incredibly two-dimensional character up until this point, I don't blame you for having to take some time. <laughs> <laughs> and I will argue, right? To you, Sin? Pardon? Yes, that's correct, Cliff. You'll, you'll, you'll do one for Sin. Okay. And how descriptive do we have to be? One word or? I, it's either a word or a short phrase. Okay. However, I will argue that you've not been two-dimensional, but you've been a hyper-focused character. To crit. I am. I am. Uh, I, I will appreciate that. I'm fine. Because I all, I feel I've been two-dimensional, but that's fine. And you going into it would take me a minute. <laughs> but yes, I'm definitely hyper-focused as well. But hyper-focused skill-wise, but I haven't really given to much personality. So I'm working on that. All right, I sent it, uh, Josh. I have my trait. Cool. Thank you. So does everybody have one? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I have a trait. <laughs> and Jules got her trait? Yes. Okay. Um, so this next part is going to be a reverse order. Uh, so going the opposite direction, you're going to give a character um, a vice. What is something that you've seen about this character uh, that you feel is a vice? Uh, the vice represents a trait of a character which uh, that they're ashamed of, uh, addiction, something that they deal with, something that they fight with, um, something that they fear. And so reverse order, so whoever just gave us a trait, we're going to give them a trait. Correct. So Dire to Jules, Jules to Sin, Sin to Cliff, Cliff to Josh, Josh to Alan, Alan to Dire. Okay, um, Alan to Chris is perfect and has no flaws, so maybe (laughs) put that down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right. Uh, No. Let's see here. Uh, Hyper-focused. To be honest, but I don't know. Let's see here. Um, God, I don't even know. I, I feel like this is our chance to get back at people if they didn't send us a virtue that we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Any any suggestions on philosopher to crit? It's too two dimensional. I just think philosopher. Um, uh, he's. Uh, I'm moving into it. I'm planning for him to be a little, a little. Uh, a little uh, disorganized and untidy. So disorganization could be a thing. I don't know how to put um, it into words exactly, um, but enthralled? you're too, too technologically focused. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, that, and, in yeah, a non-technological was, world, in an analog world, I feel like to crit would be yes. at a huge disadvantage. Very much so. That's a good one. Figure out how to put that into words, Alan, and that's perfect. Summarize all of that. <laughs> all right, now let me 
me think of one for jewels. I got some ideas. I just need to figure out how to phrase it. Um, I'm trying to think of something for friends. I'm like, oh. Too cute. Too friendly. <laughs> too helpful and happy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Not nearly nuts enough for this. I mean, um, you know, being being friendly could actually be a bad thing at the wrong time or to the wrong person. So maybe <laughs> maybe like naive or something like that, something along those lines. Um. Okay, I see that one. I mean, just we, we can do that. Well, I mean, I'm, it's not mine to give out. I'm just trying to brainstorm here. <laughs> oh no! Like, at the, at the, so we're we're at this point where, like, I think at least twice now, y'all have said something right at the time that I receive a message about it. So right when you were making that suggestion, I got a message with a with a oh, this is the vice you're going to have, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, is there anybody still waiting for one? Yeah, Jules is still waiting for one. See. What should I give Tigrid? <laughs> like I, I, I have a few things in mind, but I'm also not sure. Like the one main one I'm thinking of, I don't think is going to apply here because I think that it won't apply here. Um, what, tired? Tired. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking you're you're very, very slow to to act in a decisive manner, but I feel like and like revert to like you know, direct solutions, but I feel like that's not going to come into play as much here. Because, <laughs> like, when you act, you, you you then begin to act until you're done acting, but it's like, when you're at the droids and you're, like, trying to get something done, we're like, no, we'll wait. We'll wait. And it's just like, what are we doing? Um, also, like, Dyer personally is, like, Jedi are way too way too enmeshed in their their traditions, but I don't necessarily know if that is another drawback that will apply here in this specific situation in an appreciable way, or if that relates to Senate, who is already kind of like, I don't know if we're going to give this child to the people that I'm supposed to give them to. <laughs> mm. Mm. So I'm going to take that. I think I, I think I have one that may work well. Let me Let me know if you think that this fits... And then I might force you to have it anyway. <laughs> oh, oh uh, let me rephrase yeah. that. Oh, yeah, that, works for yeah, that one would be a better way to phrase that. See, I guess that would be a good word to use. Yeah, I can see that. All right, so everybody has one now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So the first three candles are lit. And I have to very carefully not accidentally blow them out, otherwise you all die. Um, I'll do that. Okay, so to give you guys a quick uh, background, the next step is to introduce the module. Uh, so what y'all are interacting with today is, um, in a sort of easy way to describe it, is a set mission. So there's a Sith temple not far from where y'all were last. And it has come to Cole and uh, Cynic uh, that it would be a good idea to try and go over to that temple and see if there's anything there. It doesn't sound like a good idea at all. Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I think it sounds fantastic. What could go wrong? All right, here we go. <laughs> there's no possible way anything could go wrong. That's what you're supposed to say, right? <laughs> Planned with no flaws. For great knowledge. When y'all get there, though, it looks like at some point somebody had built a base around it 
that was a military base. So there's a, there's nobody there now. It's an abandoned base, but there's an abandoned military base that leads to, or you hope it leads to the Sith temple, because as you're told this information that y'all were given by general Kenobi is that this is the location that they received that there's a Sith temple and the entirety of runt squad was called away to handle another situation. It was murdered viciously in the night. <laughs> but it's okay, we'll have more tomorrow. So right, now right. y'all are going to come up with uh, the concept. And y'all pretty much already have these because of who your characters are. Uh, this is simply the name, the look, and in a few words, who are you? We're coming up with this for ourselves. Yes. So this is, this is yourself simply just writing out who your character is right quick. This is your third card. My handwriting is terrible. I haven't written anything in years. <laughs> We're still writing concepts for people, right? Or did I miss something? Um, I'm, I was actually about to ask, has everybody got their concept written? I have yeah. mine. Yep. Okay. So the next thing is you're each going to write a moment for your character. What a moment is, is it something that within the bounds of the story that or the, the module that I just gave you guys that you think could come up? This is something where your character would be uh, kind of at their, at their height. The examples that they give is you would write, I will find hope. And then you answer that uh, in a moment of prayer at a quiet church. When one of them lies dead at my feet. Uh, when the truth of the sky is revealed to me. When I find my sister dead or alive. In the contents of my stash back home. When the fallout shelters doors uh, closes. Uh, so within the regards of the fact that you are going to a military base uh, that is for what you understand connected to a, um, a Sith temple uh, is what you're going to create your moment based on. This can be as simple as I get to hack something really cool. Um, I find something neat uh, or I find, you know, a, a neat piece of gear or weapon or something along those lines. Um, just something that would make sense for you, for your character, something that you feel. Do you want us to private message, message those to you or what? No, I don't have to know those unless you just have a question about it. Okay. Everybody have theirs? Yes. Yep. <clears throat> All right, so... After rereading something here, I was going off of how I played um, previously, and we did not, I just realized, we didn't use concept as a four card. The Game Master broke up our trait and our uh, our traits. So instead of having a single trait card, uh, we had two. And I had y'all do that same thing, but I also had y'all write a concept. So... Uh, we're going to ignore the concept card as a card that can be thrown away because um, there is one more card you'll have to write. So uh, if you don't have any additional cards, turn the concept card over and write on the back of it uh, or grab another one if you have a spare. Wondering if we weren't going to do a brink and, and do what? Basically, we, we need a, you need another, another card, so either use the back of yours or your other one or grab a new one. Either use the back of your concept card or grab a fresh card. 
Um, to do what there? Oh, oh. Um, writing the brink on this one. Yeah. So this is the brink. Um, so the brink is kind of based on what you've been told. What is something that will break your character, sort of? Um, some of the way that brinks are is. Um, so the brinks can also be about the other players. They can be um, about the situation that you're going into. Um, you can basically write, uh, I have seen a creature in the darkness as we were landing. Uh, you could say, I saw, or I, I, I heard the hum of a lightsaber in the distance. Um, you can say something along those lines. Uh, your brink is either around the situation at hand something you saw another character do that was uncharacteristic for them. Um, or uh, you can do something. Um, I kind of want to avoid this one, actually. Um, I, I want to avoid uh, sanity stuff because I, I feel like it gets into a dark corner of uh, mental health stuff. So Now, normally, uh, this step actually does go back to where uh, we're supposed to go round robin. Um, and do this, but I'm letting everybody write their own brink um, because these are pre-established characters. Um, everybody have them? No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, all set. Okay. So you're now going to arrange your stack. Your brink is going to be the very bottom card, and you can shuffle or choose what the top three are. This is completely up to your discretion. So we remove our, our uh, concept card from the stack? Correct. Okay. And then what are we doing? We're just putting them in uh, order, you said? Yeah, you're putting them in order. You can either do it um, randomly, or uh, but the brink is always going to be at the bottom. The brink is going to be the last one. Yeah. All right, everybody got that? Okay, yep. so... I think so, so things have been shuffled. <clears throat> so, um, make sure your brink is at the very back. Headphones button, and I was trying to figure out if, if either I lost sound or I accidentally hit that button. Um, so, normally at this point, everybody would turn out their pockets, purses, backpacks that they brought with them, and that would be the gear that you start with. Instead, we're going to assume that your character has uh, a, a minimal base set of gear that they would take in this kind of situation. And throughout the story, you'll be able to add gear through narrative prose. If at any point you burn your, um, uh, your moment card uh, and you succeed on that roll, you get what's called a hope die. And if, I, if we get down and we've got five candles, that hope die is a separate die for you. So you would have a sixth die. Your hope die is always going to be there. It can never be eliminated. And it succeeds on a five or a six. Otherwise, dice only succeed on a five. Or, sorry, a six. Dice only succeed on a six. Um, if you have ones, ones are bad as well. Uh, as soon as a uh, one comes up, as long as it's not a hope die, uh, then we eliminate candles. Or sorry, we eliminate the dice from the dice pool. Um, if a hope die comes up one, it is not eliminated from your pool. It is a constant. Um, so it's kind of a special little bonus die. 
uh, the way that it's going to happen is I will set up a scene um, and then everybody will basically take a turn adding to the scene. Um, it's very narrative play um, based on how you describe things, what you say you're doing, what other people say they're doing. I will add in um, adversarial things. Maybe there's a sound somewhere. Um, maybe whatever is in the darkness is coming towards you, et cetera, et cetera. And let's see here. Is there anything else I'm forgetting? Oh, uh, when a candle goes out, um, everybody will be able to add something to the story. Um, this can be anything anywhere from, um, I saw something go down a hallway. Somebody else can say, uh, the door shut behind whatever it was. Uh, so you can add into the story negatively in regards to what can happen next or positively to what can happen next. Um, it can never at any point be, sorry, I thought we were about to be interrupted because there was somebody standing at the door behind Dyer for a second. Um, uh, there will never at any point be where like you can say, Oh, well the bad guy decided to leave the story. You can't go to that extreme. Um, and the only other thing that I am keeping from the regular game for uh, this uh, is that it, it is there is a situation with the light in the station. Um, there is a situation with the light in the station. Uh, and so in regards to that, um, anything that can cast light can be affected um, by anything at any point. Uh, if you do help to draw the story, I will say this, it can be a lot of fun to draw the story uh, in, in a direction um, saying that uh, uh, something like uh, Noreen was seen going down a hallway, which would uh, put Jules and Ferenz, uh, sorry, uh, Cynic and Ferenz on alert because um, she didn't come down from the main ship. So why is somebody seeing her? Uh, so that helps draw the story as well. That's something that y'all can add into those. Um, at the end of each round, um, we add in as many things as candles. Uh, so once one candle goes out, uh, we go round robin uh, and add nine things to the story, basically. And then we just keep going down until there's no more candles. Uh, any questions before we start? Just just one real quick. Um, if, some, if something comes up that is very upsetting to one of us, is it okay to nope out? Uh, nope out how? Like, uh... Like an X card? Yeah, do we have it? any, like, safety tools or anything like that? Yeah. Oh, as as I've seen... Sorry. I'm so... We've been playing this for so long. Um, there is the hand raise tool um, in here. Um, if you go and hit the raise your hand, it uh, notifies me on my side. Uh, and we can pause things and we can either hash it out in private chat, uh, figure out if we need to go backwards, if we need to skip a scene, what we need to do. Okay. Um, sorry, I'm... I'm so used to, we went over that a long time ago, so I do apologize about that. Um, if at any point something is, um, uh, if, if something is just uh, absolutely disheartening or uh, just traumatizing, um, then it, and it's during the candle section where we're uh, adding stuff to the game. Mm -hmm. uh, we, that person can redo that, re-add something to the story. Um, so it's, it's at no point is it meant, uh, and also I'm, everything that I'm doing here is based off of uh, the forms that y'all sent in at the beginning of everything. 
Um, so I've got those up and I'm making sure not to hit any of the triggers that we talked about towards the beginning of the game. And by that, I mean, when we created the star Wars game, uh, altogether, uh, this is more suspense than it is gore and, uh, anything like that. At least this version of running 10 candles is what my hope is, is for it to be more suspenseful, um, than it is to be anything like gory or anything like that. Any other questions? Y'all enter into the hangar bay and your lot is outside. It was flown down by a droid that is only capable with flight. You get inside and the only lights that are on are lights that are underneath uh, different types of ships that were being repaired. None of them seem to be in full flight capability and some of them look to be predated models. They're test models for different types of ships that are currently in uh, production and in use. There's no direct markings showing who would have owned this previously, uh, who would have been here previously. There are multiple doors going off into uh, hallway areas uh, based on this design and and bases that you've seen before. Uh, There is a door at the far end uh, that you can see into a hallway uh, based on the glass. Uh, The only thing illuminating the hallway is a small red light. Um, And it looks like the paneling in there wasn't even finished. There's all kinds of wires and stuff hanging out. Oh, and I forgot to do something. That's a room off the hangar bay? Yes. uh, It's towards the back, but you can see it because it's, it's the only other colored light uh, in the area. So I'm going to go ahead and start with Dyer. What does Decrit do? You're still muted. Okay. Uh, so we're moving into a hangar bay, unmarked ships, prototypes, red light, um, dark. I'm going to be hanging back. Definitely. I'm definitely not. I'm in the middle where I'm safe. Um, definitely have a, try to switch on a light. Um, and we'll say that that sputters a little bit, but is working for the moment. Um, and I kind of look around, and I think I kind of hyper-focus on the ships a little bit, and I'm, like, keeping an eye on those as I'm going through with everyone. Um, I don't know. You shouldn't have started with me. <laughs> you notice that on the ships, some of them have outdated tech on them. Um, and it, 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 it's tech that basically has been shown to not work correctly. And so it was replaced before final production models went out. So it's kind of odd that it looks. Oh, uh, the other odd thing about it is that they all look brand new. You notice this, whether anybody else would, I don't really think anybody else has the kind of tech background that you do. Um, But you notice that everything here looks brand new and not just, not just like untouched, like brand new. The the second like my light falls on that and I notice that, I just like stop for a moment as people are like continuing to like keep going. And then I just beeline out of the group straight towards the nearest one, like <laughs> light on it, just like like this doesn't make is this and like I like run my hand across and like it feels fine, everything seems and like that's doesn't make any sense. These things are brand new, like straight off the produ- but they should be years, centuries maybe even old. I don't know how old they're supposed to be. Um, look over another one. All of these are 
completely brand new. That makes no sense. Sorry, if y'all are in scene, it's like any other RPG, y'all can interact. Uh, he's got narrative control right now, but y'all can interact with things that he's saying. I mean, yeah, Ralranir would go over there and start looking at the stuff and make the uh, concerned uh, Wookiee sound. Like you're concerned. Mm. I'm just like, this is so cool. <laughs> like, these things didn't work, but I always kind of wanted to look through some of these old prototypes. Finding them completely, completely brand new. Like, I can't. I like go in there, I like pop off a panel. I'm like, oh, push buttons. <laughs> <laughs> like, out of nowhere, he's just like in a cockpit. What's this do? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, things that I know for sure aren't going to start it, but maybe play, like, I don't know, music or something. At this point, I'm just like, I'm in there and I'm like looking through. I'm like, oh, I see that they did wrong. Oh, yeah, they definitely improved on that. Guys, this is really cool. Does it look like uh, the hangar, like when, when we got here, was the hangar closed so that all this was sealed off so that it's, it would be well-preserved in here? No, the hangar doors were open. So Cole will look at that and get the ships. And does, there should be at least some sort of rust or degradation or something. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how this is possible. I'm into it, but I don't know how it's possible. Like into my into my pouch, pull out some gummy porks. Well, well. Well, if uh, we don't know how it's possible, then I don't like it. Yeah. Well, Takrit, I guess is is fan verpining it out over these uh, <laughs> over these uh, classic classic ships. Uh, Cole would like to stretch out with uh, through the force to see if he can find what they're after or any sign of anything else or can I do that now I don't know yeah, I, I, the... I don't really know when my when my thing ends yeah um, <laughs> basically it's going to sort of be a round robin thing but if somebody uh, it feels like they're kind of if it seems like somebody's coming to the end of like their narrative pull in the area and somebody else sort of wants to take a uh Lead, sorry, I couldn't think of that word. Uh, then they're more than welcome to. Um, so we will switch over to Cole right quick. Um, so you can roll 10d6 to try and see if you feel anything with the force. Okay. And you said a six is a success? Correct. And a one reduces the current dice pool. Okay. Oh, that's... One, one, two ones, two ones, and one six, and everything else is a two, a three, and a four. So, but no successes. A, so one success. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, and and two ones. So I take those two ones out of the dice pool. I'm down to eight. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, everybody's dice pool is now down to eight. Oh. oh yeah, wow. it's a community. Cool. I'm just winning right off the bat. <laughs> I, I say I say Cliff's character dies first. <laughs> <laughs> if it makes you feel better, the first roll that I did of the game, I lost uh, four dice for the whole pool, so <laughs> doing better than I did. I attack the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> um you feel that y'all are definitely not alone here. 
However, something is muddling your ability to fully connect with the force. You feel exactly everybody that is in the hangar right now. You're able to sense them. You're able to sense the hallways that are just like right outside of the walls. But then beyond that, you're having difficulty getting any real reading. Cole, he closes his eyes for a moment and when he reaches out with his senses and then his brow furrows and he shakes his head and he looks at a cynic like it's like attempting to peer through muddy water. Do you not feel that? Okay, Senek's going to do the same thing and and reach out with the force and uh, uh, presumably kind of have the same uh, uh, the same effect, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, that's not great. Friends, I want you to check too, but uh, Cole and I are having trouble accessing the force here. Uh, I don't know if something is interfering with us or if it's just the nature of the place. Well, we have recently run into a number of situations where people have been able to hide themselves or be misleading via the force. So it stands to reason at a temple like this one, there are some things that are protected or also hidden. Probably so that, you know, adventurers such as ourselves do not find them. It mm, seems likely. True. And he says to the, the others who are, I guess, currently dismantling this, an ancient starship or something. You like to communicate this knowledge to the rest of the crew. Oh, this is so nice. Keep in that. What else is in here? Sort of raises the voice. <laughs> uh, whatever the case may be, we we aren't alone in here. No. Um, anyone senses anything anything different to the force? Let the others know. And as you say that, y'all hear a clanging sound resonate through here as if somebody dropped uh, an actual part off of one of these machines. But it comes from where the red light had been previously. Previously. So there's no red light right now. Correct. Uh, That's a light what is Cliff's character's name again? Cole. Cole. So hey. as as Cole is like, we're not alone in here. I just like hit my head on the edge of the ship as I'm like pulling it out, and then the loud clang, and I just go, "Not me, not me. That wasn't me." And I like go for my blaster. I stop pushing buttons. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean we're not alone? Rauranir uh, gives a concerned sound. <laughs> kind of like looks around, pulls out her bowcaster. There's a, a presence of, of something else here, but it's it's indistinct. Can I tell who or what it may be? And he says this as he starts to slowly track over towards where the, the clanging came from. Just be careful. I'm gonna like kneel, like lean down and try to like scan under the ship to see if I see anything in the darkness, like any sort of glimmers of movement or anything in the darkness looking under, kind of like, you know, when you drop down and look under a car or something. 
Felt like feet moving. All right, so first let's resolve. Um, so I'm sorry, uh, Cole, is that, uh, is that something you're doing with the force or is that? Well, since the, yeah, the force is clouded, Cole was going to walk towards the clanging noise to get a visual inspection just to see what's there. As you walk over towards that direction, um, you notice that where the red light had been previously, it, it looked like it wasn't blinking at a distance, but the closer you get, you realize that something large is blocking it. And the closer that you get, you can kind of still see the red light, but the shape that it has is is odd. It's much larger than a Wookiee. So... With that, uh, Cole will call his lightsabers into his hands, but he won't ignite them. He calls back to everyone else. He says, there's something here uh, larger than Raranir blocking the light. Some, I can't tell what. Let's have everybody stay together. So let's all of us move over towards where Cole is so that at least if we all, at least if we get attacked, we'll all die together. <laughs> to crit just like reaches up and grabs one of the like straps or bandoliers or whatever on Rauranir just so I stay with them. <laughs> yeah, me too. But like in a little line, like little ducks, Rauranir first, then Ticker, then me. <laughs> I'm going to um, try to use you know, my um, my um, role as the group intercom to kind of keep everybody connected. Also help with trying to sense if people just suddenly vanish. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, you will only have to make roles in regards to that if uh, something uh, <laughs> happens to a character. And we will end this part of the recording. Uh, so if anybody wants to plug their personal stuff, uh, this is going to be the outro for this episode. Uh, so feel free to plug your personal stuff. Uh, we can use the same round robin. Uh, Dyer? Oh, on the spot. God damn it. Um, okay, plug my stuff. Hi, I do art and things. I make games. The best way to find me would probably be through my Twitter, which is Bassist Online. Or I have a web shop, basiliskonline.net, that I sell a bunch of merch on. Uh, Alan? Uh, I'm not doing really anything, but just find me on Twitter at Rovo underscore EP. Josh? Uh, hey, I'm Josh. Uh, I am all across the interwebs as Mr. Valor, uh, aka Valor Maps. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Valor is Alive. You can also find me on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash Valor Maps. Cliff? Uh, you can find me at SpaceMoose34 on Twitter. Uh, and I also do uh, design and editorial work for Spilt Ale Studios at Spilt Ale on uh, Twitter. Uh, look for Ramshackle, our new uh, pirate-themed nautical setting, coming soon. Sin? 
phone and all the places that matter. Uh, you can find me on um, Twitch at um, Sinziac, or you can find me on Twitter at Sinziac Beta, where you can find me playing games and talking about world building. Jules. You can find me on Twitter at uh, SQLPI, that's SQL Pi, uh, doing database stuff and um, have some fiction out at my, uh, my website that's on my Twitter. This is a part of the RPG Hour family of podcasts. Uh, you can check out RPG Hour, which is just one shots, Our Adventures, which is a sort of round robin of one shots of a system. Uh, and that one is uh, POC, FEM, and um, LGBTQ folks. And until the dice roll again. Thank you.